Come on in to Open House with Sharon Caddy. It's more than just buying and selling. It's decor, lifestyle, family, tips, advice, and so much more. Open House with Sharon Caddy. Hey, everybody. Great to have you back for the podcast again today. Uh, remember, as you will listen to the podcast, if there's information you're looking for, just take a look in the description. You've got all of the links that you'll need to find the people that we're talking to. Also, uh, remember to follow me on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out all my social media, fa- uh, Facebook, Instagram, and we can all stay in touch. Now, today, we're talking about the topic that comes up right away. If you're going to be looking to purchase a property of any kind, and that is the mortgage situation. So we decided that today would be a great day to talk to an expert mortgage broker, Fancha Heyman from Wellstead Financial. Hey, hey there, Fancha. Hey, Sharon, how are you? Just great. How are you? Fantastic. Well, it is, um, it's a hot, hot seller's market. So right now people are selling homes, but not as much as we'd like them to, but we have a ton of buyers out there. And I think the reason we have a ton of buyers out there is that they keep in the news all the time, record low interest rates for mortgages. Tell us a little bit about the mortgage situation and interest rates right now. Well, the mortgage situation is it's the market is really good for brokers right now. We have a lot of people who are buying a lot of people who are needing to finance just because of like the whole COVID situation and what's going on in the market. Interest rates have never, they haven't been this good in a long time. I'd say. So people are really trying to take advantage of this and get them out of situations. There's a lot of people out there nowadays who are struggling. Yeah, that's you know, only not only with, you know, paying their mortgage and keeping their mortgage, but for the new people trying to get into the new into into the market and to get their first home. Mm -hmm. So I'm here to help with what everybody what everyone needs. Right. So now whether it's um, a first time buyer or whether it's someone, maybe someone's been in their home a long time, they're going to sell, they want to move. Um, maybe they're going to be taking on more of a mortgage and everything and haven't delved into this in a long time. If someone's coming to you uh, to look at possibly seeing whether they qualify and what, what kind of mortgage they can get, what do they need to know? What do they have to come in and know that they are going to have to do produce or bring? Okay, that's a very good question. Typically, everybody, they'll have to definitely bring proof of income. So how long they've been at their job. So typically a job letter and a pay stub. Mm -hmm. And then um, their last year's notice of assessment from the government, just to prove that they don't owe any income tax. Now, that's for your person who is a salary person. They have a job, they get a paycheck. Now, for self-employed people, commission people, it's a totally different process. You need more income dogs. Then in regards to going back to the salary people with the job letter, pay stub, NOAs, we need a property. So the agent needs to give me the purchase and sale agreement. And then we go from there. And then I have a basic mortgage application that I ask them about assets, liabilities, personal information. It's not a long process. What about the credit report? How does that play into getting a mortgage? Okay, your credit report is critical because that determines your lending, your lending ability and, and what you can and how much you can or cannot borrow based on your credit score. Now, obviously, the better credit that you have, the more options you have for what we call 
the A lenders, the major banks, etc. Mm-hmm. But in my industry, I also have which we call alternate A lenders. There's B lenders. I have C lenders, private lending. Right. So anybody who who needs financial help, I can definitely do my best to get them that. Right. But in regard to the, the worst, how can I say this? The worst your credit is, or if it's damaged, the more down payment that maybe a traditional bank may ask for, like instead of 5%, they might ask for 10 to 15% based on your credit score. Right, right. You know, so, and then if you have two people, they usually sometimes take an average. Right. So this is something that, I mean, making making the decision to purchase a property and get a mortgage is generally speaking, I guess with a few exceptions, not a snap decision. This is something you're thinking about mulling over for a while. So really when you even start to think that that's in your future at some point, probably a good idea to uh, to start to address these things, maybe even to pay a visit to a mortgage broker to kind of find out what you can do to get yourself in a better situation. Definitely. It doesn't hurt to ask the questions and the more knowledge you have, the better position that you're going to be in. Mm -hmm. And I'm always available for questions. Just, hi, I'm thinking about doing this. This is my situation. Should I do it now or should I wait? Right. You know, you have to take into consideration as well. If you have any debt already going into buying a house Mm -hmm. and you have to do what we call, what we call debt servicing. Right. So, Well, that's something too, that I think some people don't realize too, is when you go to see someone like yourself and you, you know, you're, you're going to go out there. So you want to sort of go over the numbers, see what you will, what you will potentially qualify for. And then they come to someone like me and I take them to find that house. But between the time that they do that and the time that closing comes, they've gone up and they've charged a bunch of stuff up that can change your picture, right? Oh, that's definitely, that's definitely something that the client does not want to do. Right. When you're in the process of getting a mortgage and you have an approval in place, you should do nothing financially from the time you signed your approval documents until the time you turn the key to the front door. Except maybe pay it down more. (laughs) Exactly. But you shouldn't go and go buy a car. You shouldn't go to like a retail store and buy a bunch of furniture. I was going to say, don't furnish the house before you actually qualify and get it. No, because the lender has the they have the right to check your credit 10 days before closing, mm-hmm. five days before closing. Yeah. And that can, that can pose a big problem. Yeah. The deal's not done until the deal is done. It, the deal is not done until the lawyer calls you and says, come pick up your keys. That's right. Absolutely. Now with these great interest rates right now, which are, like you say, they're historical, they're crazy low. What about people that are currently sitting in their home, happy in their home, but they're, you know, they got their mortgage three, four, five years ago. What can they do? Can they, is, is there ever a time that it's okay? I know there are penalties sometimes when it comes to uh, changing your mortgage, breaking a mortgage. Mm-hmm. There are penalties. The way that institutions work, they have, they have two ways that they can charge you for breaking your mortgage. One is three months pr- principal and interest. And the other is the interest rate differential. Mm-hmm. So whatever is the greater of the two, that's typically what the institution will charge you. Right. But in saying that, all a client has to do, if they have a good rate and they're happy with their institution and they're up for renewal and they don't need any equity out, they don't need to buy anything, for them just to call up their institution and say, 
I'm available for renewal. What kind of rate can you get me? Mm-hmm. Talk to your financial institution, see what they can do. If they're not offering what you do, what you would like, then call up myself or another mm-hmm. broker and just simply ask the questions because you can, you can offer the clients what's called a switch, mm-hmm. which is just a simple transfer from one institution to another institution with no money taken out. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Now for people that haven't like, like I say, the first time buyer or whatever, or someone that's only had one mortgage been in their house a long time, but they want to move and there's going to be another mortgage in play, but you've only dealt with your bank. Sometimes I don't think people realize that there are all these other options out there. And that's, that's the real value that comes with a mortgage broker, right? Definitely. Definitely. We have lots of We have lots of lenders that brokers tend to do with, and we have lots of traditional non-bank, like what we call broker banks. Mm -hmm. So they're like a bank that doesn't have a physical building. Right, right. Kind of like in the CIBC world, you have PC Financial. They don't have a physical location, but they're part of the CIBC branch. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So we have a lot of broker banks and, you know, and we deal with a lot of the credit unions. Like the one good thing about the credit union is they don't do what we call the stress test. Right. Um, Let's talk a little bit about that because that's still a thing. Tell us a little bit about that. The stress test. Okay. The stress test basically is a calculated formula that they use to determine if the rate was a certain rate, could the client still afford to buy the property? So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to shoot up some vague numbers. So you can get a mortgage for 2.2. Mm-hmm. But you have to qualify as if the rate was 4.95. Right. So you use your qualifying rate and your standard rate to get your so-called payment. So what they want to do is to determine if the client could afford to, if the rates went out of control, that they could afford a house with a payment at 4.29%. Yes. So that is a government-backed rule that we can't get out of now. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and there's part of me, I know, cause I speak to first time buyers and they go, well, that's not really fair. But then at the same time, you'd be saying it's not really fair if a couple of years from now, and who knows what's going to happen in a few years, um, if rates do take a jump of, you know, one or two or 3%. I mean, the first house I ever bought, I was told was at a historical low 5%, right? Yes. And that's, a, there's a giant difference in what the payment is at 5% and at the current rate. Right. Yeah. It's definitely and it and it does scare people. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it gives you that feeling of it's, you know, you, you feel as though it's not fair because, well, I have this much money and I can't afford the payment at the rate that it is, but it's a safety factor. And I, as much as, you know, it's a drag, but I get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it, it kind of puts things into perspective because then it allows the client that they won't be house poor mm-hmm. either. Because you don't want to buy a house and then not be able to do other things. That's right. And be and but with and be what they call house poor. Mm-hmm. And there's there is a risk of it. There's a definite risk. Because just because you qualify to buy a property for eight hundred thousand dollars, does that mean that you actually should buy a house for eight hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> no way. <sighs> No. The other thing I wanted to talk about, because it's something that's really quite um, relevant right now, is that in the in the real estate market right now, we're seeing homes, mm-hmm. especially smaller homes, go on the market and sell for 
unbelievable prices. I mean, you're seeing homes that are selling for, you know, a home could be listed for $499,000 and sell for $675. And it gets re and the other problem we're having is people are the sellers are saying, okay, well, there's 12 offers. There's more usually, but 12 offers. And the one that wins goes in with no condition of financing, no condition of anything. If you're buying a house that far over asking, there is a risk, isn't there? Because you might not get financing, right? There is totally a risk of financing issues because whether your final approval comes once the appraisal is done on the house. That's the trick. <laughs> and if the appraisal comes in lower than the how then you pay for the house, sometimes the banks will require you to come up with the difference in money. Yeah. So sometimes the client, if they're prepared to go over asking that amount, they better have the money in the bank account to cover that. And that's the especially thing if they're going in firm. Going in firm, no conditions. So what I that's something that I it's such a risk. And I mean I caution my clients. I I prefer not to go in firm, first of all. And I also prefer not to have my clients go that far over asking because the risk is far too great. And I always explain that to them, that once mm -hmm. you've gone in firm and you've signed under seal, that's a firm deal. It's a legal document and you are on the hook and it can be really messy. We saw that in 2017. Yes. A lot. <laughs> Yes. So this is all stuff that we need to keep in mind, especially with this crazy market we have going right now. Um, the houses are selling like that. And uh, I really think it's the onus is on, well, it's on people like myself who are out there selling to people um, mm -hmm. and also to their, to the mortgage broker that they're visiting with before they come out shopping to really emphasize, this is what you can afford. And that's it. Right. And don't right. go over and be honest with your real estate agent. <laughs> And be honest with your broker. Like when I say you can shop up to this amount, don't come back to me 75,000 over and tell me to try and make it work. Yeah. Cause you only make so much money and you can only service so much debt. Right. And that's the other thing that I've um, there, you know, it's the same with real estate agents. There are real estate agents and there are other real estate agents. Um, and I, I always tell people because I've heard people saying, well, I can go to a different person and they can make it work. Um, I, I always tell people to be cautious and you have to trust the people you're working with. And if you have a mortgage person that's saying to you, I can get you more money, that's that's a big red flag, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you know, no, no one can get you more money than what you qualify for. No, <laughs> it makes it it makes it very difficult in the end, because then you have to go back to the client and they're sad and upset that you can't do what you wanted to do. But they have to listen to you in the first place because right. this is what you do. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, just uh, tell me a little bit more about you and your services, what you do and all of that. Well, like I explained at the beginning, I am a mortgage broker, so I deal with purchases, refis, second mortgages, help people, help people financially, you know, mm -hmm. whatever they need to do. If, if they have debt, they need to consolidate. I do first and seconds and lines of credit. And basically if you have a house and you have equity in it, I can usually help you. Right. And if you are a first time buyer and you're, th or you want to be, I shouldn't say you are, you want to be a first yeah. time buyer and you want yes. to know where you stand now and where you need to be to make that happen. They should come and talk to you as soon as oh, possible. 
Oh, definitely. Because then we can get them on a plan and say, if you can come up with this much money, you know, when you work together as a team, like mm-hmm. with your broker and your real estate agent and the new home buyer, and if you work as a team, a cohesive team, then you can usually help because the first time home buyers, they don't know. Yeah. So unless they ask the questions and they get the correct help they need, then they can get into a house sooner or later. And that's why, you know, if I meet someone that's talking about making that first purchase, I don't like taking any steps to show anything or, uh, in fact, I had someone on the phone the other day and I, they said, let's go look at, place. you know what, let's find out where you are first for many, many reasons, <laughs> but mostly, oh. you know, you don't want anyone to be disappointed or sad or you, and I don't want to be taking them to something that either they can't get or take them shopping for something that's lesser than they're all disappointed and they would qualify for a bit more, who knows? So I think that first step of of actually addressing your finances before we go out on the road looking at properties is a big one. And I totally agree. And there's nothing worse than seeing a client's face when you, as an agent, you see this more than I do. You know, you take them into a house that's 800,000, but they can only afford six. And they really like this house because it has everything. Yeah. And they get it. So exactly. So it's part of making that real estate plan too. And, you know, tempering expectations and knowing that if you get something you can afford today, in a few years, you can sell it and get the other house you really wanted. So it's all a plan. And we work together on that. So for people looking to find you to get more information, where do they find you? They can find me at mortgages at fancha.ca. Mm-hmm. or at 905-442-7050. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully a very good year as the year goes forward. And uh, if you have any questions, Fanch is your girl. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Sharon. It was my pleasure. And a reminder to uh, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also follow social media. You'll find all of my social media at SharonCaddy.com. And uh, make sure you stay tuned. Lots more great podcasts coming your way in the weeks ahead. Thanks for joining me today. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. For all our episodes, click to SharonCaddy.com. Open House with Sharon Caddy is produced with Aflalo Communications, Inc. Till next time.